Welcome to day two of Rising Above Self-Sabotage. Just a quick recap from day one. We look at the various forms of self-sabotage, including perfectionism, distractions, overthinking, people-pleasing, overachiever, hypervigilant, controlling, being a victim, procrastination, negative self-talk, and self-sabotaging relationships. We look at different areas of life and the consequences and also the root cause of the self-sabotaging patterns. So getting into day two, again, I invite you to have an open mind, to be present with your body. If you want to take a couple of breaths right now, there's nothing else to do. There's nowhere you need to be right now. Just be here. You made time for this course. So let's make the most of it. Okay, so we had a look at the different types of inner critics and now I want to offer some options on how to challenge the negative thoughts. So for the perfectionist, the perfectionist inner critic is often driven by the belief that nothing is ever good enough. And this type of inner critic can be highly critical and judgmental to self and others and also setting unrealistic expectations. Signs of perfectionist inner critic may include obsessive attention to detail, fear of failure, and self-criticism. So for this one, it's important that you decide to take those baby steps. Tell yourself it's better done than, you know, keep focusing on getting it perfect. Um, think about why did you start this in the first place? Are people going to benefit from your work? Are you going to benefit from completing this? How are you going to feel when you complete this? And again, trying to let go of this perfectionist trait and just get it done. The imposter, imposter syndrome. The imposter inner critic is driven by fear of being exposed as a fraud or inadequate. So this type of inner critic can be led to self-doubt, anxiety, and feelings of being inadequate. And the signs here are a lot of self-doubt, fear of being found out, and also minimizing one's accomplishments. So the way of going around with this is, as I mentioned before, knowing that if you have imposter syndrome coming up, you are up to big things in the world. So give yourself a pat on the shoulder, remind yourself from your previous successes and tell yourself, I am good enough, I can do this. And sometimes you're just a little bit ahead than other people that you're teaching or helping or supporting. So you don't have to have it all figured out. Maybe you have a few steps figured out that you're teaching or helping or supporting people. For the procrastinator, this one is driven, driven by the fear of failure and discomfort that may lead to avoiding and procrastinating. So the procrastinator keep putting things off, avoiding challenges or risks and making excuses. But I know because I work with people that complain a lot about being procrastinated. I know how much anxiety it creates because all you're doing is putting off something that you actually have to do, but you're putting off to later and you're not actually relaxed in the moment because you're always kind of feeling guilty about it, knowing that that's to come. So remind yourself again, how are you going to feel when you complete this task? How are you going to celebrate yourself? Maybe give yourself something. Uh, when you actually get things over and over and done with and how are you going to feel 
like a sense of peace and calm and accomplishment, right? So focus on that instead of keeping procrastinating. The negative self-talk, this one is driven by negative self-talk and led to feelings of low self-worth and self-doubt. Signs of negative self-talk may include harsh self-criticism, negative self-talk, and self-blame. So this one is important that you bring so much compassion to yourself and be like, why am I being this mean to myself? Why am I bullying myself? Right? I am a good person. So remind yourself of your successes, of why you're a good person, and think, would I be talking like this to someone that I really love? My best friend, my partner, my daughter. You, I, I'm sure you would not. So why are you talking like that to yourself? So what can you do to catch and stop in that moment and reframe, right? So the control freak, <laughs> this one is driven by the belief that one must control every aspect of their life in order to be successful. Signs of control freak may include perfectionism, rigid thinking, and fear of letting go of control. So again, reminding yourself that most things in life are out of our control. What you can control right now are your thoughts. So if there are negative thoughts, you know, how can you reframe? And your actions. If you're procrastination, procrastinating, how can you take action? If you have fears coming up, how can you support yourself moving through the fear? So courage is not absence of fear. It's moving through it. To identify your own inner critic, try to pay attention on the self-talk and your patterns and notice when they're being when you're being self-critical or judgmental and try and identify the underlying beliefs and fears that are driving this behavior or this talk journaling can help here talking to someone you know looking back at the past and trying to identify and address what's coming up and I want to talk about this inner critic and the voice in our head. Why it's so damaging? Because it's constantly pulling away from the present moment. So life is only just happening in the present, right? So again, I spoke about this. If you are regretting the past or thinking about the past or something that happened, you're not living in the present moment. If you're anxious about the future, something that hasn't even happened yet, and you're trying to control you're not in the present moment. So you keep going back and forth. And that's a way to leave your that's a way to avoid living your life right now. Because your life's happening now. So the more awareness that you have about your thoughts and how are they pulling you away from the reality in your life right now, again, you can start taking different action. So understanding that if you constantly looking at the future and have bringing the anxiety and stress that actually can be an impact on your immune system. So let's talk a little bit about health here. What are the actual impacts of not managing the inner critic and the self-sabotaging? It can actually have an impact on your health and well-being. And your lowers your immune system, can make the body more susceptible to infections and disease, right? And on the other hand, when you learn what we're learning in this course to have awareness to address to take different action to support yourself in the process to have kindness and compassion to self there are lots of health benefits you're gonna feel more grounded centered empowered and experience an increase in energy and life satisfaction 
And when that happens, there are some more examples. You can reduce the risk of chronic health conditions such as cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and hypertension. You can have better sleep. You can improve cognitive function, such as memory concentration and cognitive performance. You can increase longevity, lower the risk of mental health issues, and enhance your life experience, right? So, so what are the techniques for challenging the negative self-talk? We spoke about this on day one. Practice awareness, notice, 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 notice. When is that coming up? Catch it, catch it, catch it, right? So awareness and catch it. Then you challenge the thought. You reframe the thought to a, a more empowering context. And then practice self-compassion, being kind to yourself. Practice self-compassion by treating yourself as you would someone that you love. For example, if you make a mistake, remind yourself that everyone makes mistakes. There is an opportunity to learn and grow. Challenge cognitive distortions. So cognitive distortions are exaggerated or irrational thoughts that contribute to self-talk. So challenge those distortions by asking yourself if the thought is based on facts or if it's an irrational belief. And as we spoke about on day one was seek support if you're struggling to challenge to identify and challenge these beliefs and take different action look maybe for a coach therapist or someone that can help you move through this process and understanding there are things that you're conscious of and things there are from your actually subconscious so um the things that you're conscious of are the things that you can have awareness, challenge, and change. And when we're doing a course like this, we're actually bringing to awareness and to the conscious mind maybe things that were on your subconscious mind. So that's why it's so cool and so important to keep working on your personal development journey, to keep doing this sort of course, to keep doing the inner work. Because if you keep acting away or keep uh, creating the same result, it could be a subconscious pattern. So that's why mindset is important. So you can actually understand what's going on. So mindset is the conscious awareness of it. And you are able to then coach yourself. So when you're reframing something, you're actually coaching yourself into a different reality. Okay, so we spoke about the conscious mind. We spoke about the subconscious mind. The third part that I want to speak about is our body. So the conscious is what we are aware of, our thoughts, things that we understand. The subconscious is our protection mechanism. There is like the old software playing in the computer in the back. So you might not be seeing, it's not like the um, program that you're using in the in the computer is the software so you don't see it and it's there so that's why we have to keep addressing our subconscious mind and bring it to conscious but the third part of the puzzle is actually your body so that's where we experience feelings for example you might experience when you say anxiety could be that pitch in the stomach or contraction of the body and things like that. So I believe that our body is very wise, has ancient wisdom, and is important for us to listen. That's why on day one, I invited you to breathe, tap into your body. That's when we also can tap into our intuition, our gut feeling, and our heart. 
right? And I want to speak again because we uh, all the tools and techniques that we spoke about so far are mindset tools, which is to work with your conscious mind. So let's talk about some somatic technique so how can you tap into your body when this stuff is coming up when you're self-sabotaging when you can see the negative thoughts or the inner critic right so i'm going to talk about mindfulness so that might include meditation but it could also be a mindful walk so a slow mindful walk could be focusing on your breath and it could be even a minute in your day it could be mindful uh going out and feeling the sun in your skin or going for a walk outside in nature if you can, right? So mindfulness is taking that time, taking that moment and being mindful in your experience. And obviously it could be meditation. I love meditating. It's really helpful because it does help calm the nervous system. It helps quiet the mind when the inner critic is being really loud and crazy right? So with time, as you practice, you might get better and better. You might reduce the negative self-talk. There are days that it's still going to show up, but it's still, you are making the time for yourself to take that time to be mindful about what's going on. And you might even make friends with your inner critic and understand when it's showing up and understand what's going on, right? So different types of somatic experience could be breath work. Bre breath work is said, meditation on steroids when you're operating with your breath you actually again calming the conscious mind and tapping more into your body you can also tap into your subconscious mind when you're doing breath work it's a somatic practice that involves different breathing techniques so having someone to guide you is amazing it can reduce stress and anxiety and bring more feelings of calm and relaxation Yoga can help as well. If you're going to a good studio, a lot of times there's no music. It's a time for you to connect with your body, with your breathing. And it's kind of like a meditation as well, but in an exercise form. So still a lot of mindfulness here. Um, what else? It could be journaling and visualization. So journaling is not so much a somatic, but you're doing something with your body definitely. And you can be maybe... Um, brain dumping everything that is bothering all the negative self-talk all the questioning all the self-criticism and put them down pen to paper that will help a lot in releasing again some emotions and some body tension and visualization is a beautiful practice when we talk about manifestation when we talk about creating a whole new future when you start you actually start by visualizing that and from that you can start creating that new reality right so everything that we see around us in the world is because someone had that idea or vision and then put it into practice so we can do the same thing for our lives so you can start visualizing where do you want to live? What does that look like? What does that feel like? Where do you want to work? What do you want to wear? What do you want to look like? And that will help your brain start to address and make sense that, wow, this is a new reality. It's totally possible. So when you're doing the work and using these tools and techniques, just remember that everyone's going to be different. What works for you might not work for me. So it's important that you try. It's important that you're open-minded. It's important that you feel into it. Okay, which one is the best for me? It doesn't mean easiest. It still might feel challenging, right? But it might be the one that you feel like, wow, actually that really helped me. 
And how can we bring these tools and techniques to our day-to-day? So one massive part is to identify your needs and priorities. So this will be a big one for all the people pleasers, but it's taking time to reflect on what's really important to you and what are your priorities and really focus on making time for that, right? Creating boundaries, making decisions and communicating to the people in your life that actually this is what's really important to me right now. It could be focusing on your career. It could be focusing on your family. can be focusing on your mental health or physical health. It can be your personal development journey. It can be starting your business, whatever that is. And not make yourself wrong and not judge yourself and not put those things aside, but actually stick to it. This will be huge, right? Identify what works for you, similar to what we were saying about the tools and techniques, and don't compare. Don't compare your journey to anyone else. Don't compare what you're doing to anyone else. Just do what works for you. Learn how to say no. That really goes with the boundaries. You know, focus on yourself, create healthy boundaries. Don't be afraid to say no to commitments or requests that are not in alignment with your values and your priorities. And remember that no is a full sentence. You don't have to say no because blah, blah, blah. No. Make self-care your priority. So I like to focus the first one or two hours in the morning to myself. I do meditation and gym. Then I come home, have breakfast, and then I start my day working, providing, servicing, teaching, doing all the things, right? Checking in with friends. But I focus the first couple of hours on myself. Look at your schedule if you can do that. I wake up super early in order to do that because I know how beneficial it is. So it could be your self-care activities like nourishing your body, mind, spirit, can be journaling, can be walk in nature, can be going for a swim, doing sauna, doing exercise, having a beautiful breakfast in calm and peace. It could be meditation, yoga, reading, whatever it is, right? Then practice self-compassion. We did talk about this, being really kind and compassionate to yourself. This is so beautiful and it really deepens that relationship and that self-confidence. This is huge for your self-confidence. Taking breaks when needed, including from your personal development journey and from your healing journey. Integration is so important. It's a time when actually you bring all your learnings into your life, right? And it could be taking breaks like holidays, could be taking breaks like a five minute in your day, whatever. Again, whatever works for you and whatever looks like for you. So moving on, defining what success means to you and how it aligns with your values and aspirations. So again, going back to not comparing and not trying to do what everyone else is doing, but taking time to work on some questions Um, At the end of today, there will be a few more general questions, but it could be around what values are important to me. What are my short-term goals? What are my long-term aspirations and goals? What does a fulfilling and satisfying life look like to me? And then let's look at the concept about feeling ready, even when you, you know, taking action, even when you don't feel ready. (laughs) Um, What are some of the strategies to move through and overcoming any fears, right? So I spoke about this 
I think on day one is baby steps. So start small, break your goals down at into the smaller steps. So usually if you have a huge goal, what you want to do is break it down until the very first smaller step that could be create a to-do list. It could be send an email, could be pick up the phone and call someone, whatever it is for you, buy a microphone to start your podcast, right? So break it down as much as you can. Again, you can ask someone for help with ideas and brainstorming, but you're creating manageable steps. And then you're going to start taking action, which is the fun of it. And know that when you start taking action, you actually build momentum and increase confidence in your ability, in yourself. Number two, embrace discomfort. I always talk about this. Life can be uncomfortable. Either if you work at a job that you hate or you start your business. Either if you are in a relationship that you hate or you are single. Either, you, you know, like either or it can be uncomfortable, but you get to choose and pick what type of uncomfortable do you want? The boring one, the one that you already know about, or the one that might look a little bit different and it needs a little bit more courage to make changes but it can be more exciting, more in alignment for you. So instead of avoiding discomfort, try and embrace it as a necessary part of the journey. Next one, reframe your mindset. So you can have a approach of curiosity and excitement. I love being curious about things. If I do this, what happens then? You know, but if I do this, even when I have fear, I'm like, if I do this, then what happens? Like when I wanted to do skydiving, I had so much fear. And I'm like, but how is it to jump from a plane, right? So having the curious mind will do wonders for you and will help you a lot. And focus, focus on the potential rewards and benefits of taking action rather than the risks and failures. And have a growth mindset. So a growth mindset is the belief that intelligence, abilities, and talents can be developed and improved through work, dedication, and learning. So everyone needs learning and practice and taking action and consistency, right? Also, set realistic expectations. I mentioned before, if you set goals that are either too big or too small, it will be hard for you to feel motivated and excited and keep taking action. So look at what are some realistic goals and expectations for you, for where you're at right now. And you can always increase and make them bigger as you go. Get support and surround yourself with positive influences. So again, working with a coach or mentor to support you, having um, a support team like friends, family, your biggest cheerleaders, you know, who are the people that are always encouraging you to take action and do the thing instead of judging and assessing and criticizing. And how do we build resilience? throughout this process, right? And learning how to bounce back from setbacks. So we just spoke about develop a growth mindset and knowing that even when things are uncomfortable and if things don't go the way that we want, is an opportunity for growth and learning. It's not, I wouldn't even say is a failure. <laughs> Practice self-care. We did talk about this, especially if you can, you know, every day prioritize your own self-care. Build a support system so the people around you practice mindfulness we spoke about this take action we spoke lots about this so all the things that we've been talking about help you build resilience right 
And lastly, learn from the setbacks. So instead of dwelling that something went, home, went wrong, it's time to reflect and learn. What did I learn from this? What am I grateful for this experience? What came out of it? And what am I doing next? So it could be something different or just slightly different. Okay, I want to talk about celebrating your success because this is so, so important to build on your self-esteem and confidence, right? So when you acknowledge your success, no matter how small, it's part of the journey, it's part of the process, there is that feeling of accomplishment and pride and that will boost your motivation to continue to pursue your goals. Learning from failure can help us grow and improve Failure is a natural part of the process. And by acknowledging our failures, we can reflect on what went wrong and learn from our mistakes, right? Um, da -da -da -da, and cultivate gratitude. We know gratitude is the highest frequency and vibration of the emotions. We acknowledge our success and failure by cultivating a sense of gratitude for the people and experiences in your life, in our lives. And this can help us focus on the positive and appreciate what we have instead of always seeking for what we don't have. Okay, feel free now to pause and um, either write down the questions or as I, as I talk about, you do it. This is the homework for part two, the mix of journaling and taking action. So number one, commit to engaging in at least one self-love practice or self-care routine every day for the next week. Again, it could be journaling, meditating, taking a walk in nature, exercise, ice bath, whatever it is for you. Two, develop a personal mantra or positive affirmation that you can use to remind yourself to take action when you don't feel ready. So what is going to be your mantra or affirmation? Three, create a list of your personal achievements or pos positive self-talk statements that you can refer to when feeling self-doubt or inner criticism. I love creating a list of all my personal achievements because I can always go back and look how amazing I have been so far. Four, journal. What is your vision for your life? Journal about the goals that you have identified maybe throughout the, the course. What steps are you needing to take right now towards these goals? So again, go back to the smaller step. What do I want to achieve in the long term? What are some short goals, uh, short-term goals that will help me get there? Reach out to at least one person who can serve as an accountability partner to, and support system in your journey to overcome self-sabotage. Think, who can I enlist as an accountability partner in my journey? Next, what type of support do I need? So again, do you want to hire a coach, mentor someone that is a little bit ahead of you in the journey to support you? Next, celebrate your recent success, no matter how small. Write down at least three things that you did well and acknowledge yourself for your hard work and achievements. That's it. I acknowledge you for making time for yourself, your personal growth, looking at into this self-sabotaging patterns and inner critic. And I know I might have stirred up some things, but hopefully it's for the best. This is the start of a new beginning where you can actually address and change what's not working for you right now. Thank you very much for being here.